Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. And welcome back to the first completely post-NFL season uh, episode of Fantasy Hangover. Uh, laughs were had, smiles, um, busted faces, uh, Super Bowls were watched, both live and not live. Oh, and we're happy for you. I was at the Super Bowl. We're happy for you. I was on, I was on the field. I wasn't on the field. It was, it was great. It would have been better if the Pats Kevin won, Hart tried to get on the field. Kevin Hart did try to get on the field. <laughs> I can feel for him, though, because if the Patriots had won, I'd probably been in Kevin Hart's position. Yeah, that's understandable. Trying to jump onto the field and... Get on stage and touch that trophy, yo. Just want to touch that trophy. Touch, get up all in that. Touch Brady's trophy. Are you, are you still talking Steal about the, a jersey. I was like, are you still talking about the Lombardi trophy, or are you talking about something else? Sorry, what? What are we talking about? Do they uh, give a trophy for the Super Bowl runner-up? I don't know. How many trophies do the Vikings have? You're not talking to a Vikings fan. I know. I was looking at Carl because I realized that San Fran's won a couple, so. <laughs> Five. I mean, same amount as Brady. Yep. The entire franchise. Same amount as Brady. Same amount as Brady. <laughs> it's a good stat. God. Stat of the day. Uh, All right. So uh, let's get right into it. <laughs> With our quick outs, right. um, where we're pretty much just going to talk about a couple contracts and the carousel. If everyone could just listen quietly, Carl's having a bit of a rough morning. Oh, so my God. Keep, keep your voice down. <laughs> All right. So we talked about a lot of coaching moves, like uh, Nagy to Chicago, Gruden to Oakland, Shermer to the Giants. Thank you for putting carousel music. Here to help. I appreciate that. Um, so after the Super Bowl, Detroit made it official and signed Matt Patricia to be their new head coach. And he pretty much said, uh, you guys can keep doing what you're doing on offense and special teams. I don't care. I'm here to fix a defense. Which, I mean, they kind of need it. Um, yeah. they haven't had a worthwhile linebacker since, uh, Gerard Davis, who was a pretty solid rookie. Yeah, he was injured a lot, though. He was, he did well. Um, yeah. But I would say Ernie Sims. Ernie Sims is the one I was probably going to say. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while. I mean, Stephen Tullock had a couple good plays, but then he jumped up and down and tore his ACL. Yeah. Right. Oh, God, that was the greatest. Uh, not for him, but for everyone else watching. <clears throat> um, Indy signed Josh McDaniels to be their head coach. Or just kidding. Yee. Maybe wait till the pen's on paper before you announce that. Yeah. Well, uh, that. I don't know. That was that was a carousel in itself. Just watching and like hearing about all this happening. Um, you know, McDaniel's is going to Indy, or he's not. Oh no, he's not. And he got dropped by his agent, who is also the agent for uh, Indy's GM. Yep, Chris Ballard. Yep. It's. I mean, I love how much crap that people are giving McDaniel's and saying it's a terrible decision. And my thought is, don't players do this all the time? Don't well, teams do this to their own coaches all the time? Like, I think it's because of, one, it's Josh McDaniels' history, and two, like he had a free potential quarterback for the next 10 years. 
that he he could build around and build that offense around. But I 100% agree with you because players do it all the time. Yeah, and, and teams... LeBron did it. <laughs> and people talk about, about showing, you know, good faith to teams and things like that. Teams will sign a coach and drop him after a season without giving him a chance. I mean... They'll drop him halfway through. Yeah. I mean, teams, they don't care. It's a business. And so, McDan- yep. and I mean, I've I've been in situations where people have offered me jobs. I've accepted it, yes, and then I've gone back to my uh, my job, and they've offered me more money, so I stick with my job. I mean, it happens. Well, it's, also it's called the, living. I mean, Belichick is not exactly what we call young. McDaniels is. McDaniels yeah. could be the heir apparent to New England, and Kraft is like, we'll give you more money this year if you just stick around one more year. Yeah. So it, it, that could easily be the situation too. We don't know yet, though. But I mean, it, it still, it wasn't the best option for Josh McDaniels to accept and then decline the offer, right? For to a franchise. No, it definitely doesn't make him look good. But you, you got to do what's best for you, and yeah, he, that's what he thinks. It's not what his agent thought, but you know, that's what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, looks like Indy's talking real hard to uh, Reich for the Eagles. Uh, which I thought was weird. I thought Reich was probably out of it once uh, Filippio signed with uh, as the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I thought that meant that Reich wasn't going to get the the head coaching gig for Indy because Filippio would then have been the next one up for either the OC at the at Indy or the OC at the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would and you know familiarity there, but yeah. yeah, whatever works. It's been interesting. Yes, it most certainly has. Uh, Since we last spoke, uh, the Player Awards came out, um, and the Hall of Fame class got released. Yes, it did. Um, Your homeboy, Terrell Owens. freaking time. Terrell Owens is finally getting in. Yep, right after Randy Moss. This is one of the best Hall of Fame classes I've seen in a long time. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily agree with all the choices for how quick some of them got in. I think there was better... We had three first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. that's that's on un- that's almost unheard of. I mean, they- y- yes, that is that is absolutely unheard of. But I mean, uh, so is it just because we grew up with these guys that we're considering the- this to be one of the greatest, or is it actually on? I mean, obviously we know the. I think it's that, like, because we grew up with them. Because I mean, yeah, we. Know- I- I don't know. I think that I think at least three of the four players were game changing, game defining players, mm-hmm. and the fourth one being Erlocker. I think he was a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he should have gotten in first ballot, or I'm sorry, four of the five guys because Brian Dawkins too. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Erlocker was the only one that I thought was really questionable to be first ballot Hall of Famer. But Dawkins, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, all four of those guys were I thought Lewis game changing players. I thought Lewis might not have been a first ballot because of off the field things. No, you oh, know, there was no chance of murder. that. Um but yeah, there was uh, no chance of that. Alleged. But Erlocker, I didn't think was gonna be a first ballot. Um I thought there was some good offensive lineman that should have been discussed, you know, Fanica, things like that. Um in a different year, without all the big-time playmakers that mm-hmm. were available in this one, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe next year when we don't see so many playmakers up there, we will see maybe a couple offensive linemen get in. I'm hoping to see Ty Law get in, although that's more of a pipe dream than anything else. I don't think he has the full career, but he did get down to the finalists this year. So Yeah. yeah. So, 
All right, so Hall of Fame got announced. We had the NFL like MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year got announced. Um, Tom Brady, shot. You doing okay over there? I'm. It's it's a struggle. You want me to take care of this, Carl? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll power through. I, I okay. got, I'll try this. Um, MVP was Tom Brady. Um, I just yeah, he not, was. Yeah, I just may not talk a lot during our actual like topic. <laughs> Sounds good. I may nap. Who knows? Um, offensive player of the year was Todd Gurley. Uh, defensive player of the year was Aaron Donald. I know we talked a lot about um, Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell and yeah, it, others, but I mean. Donald put up a great year. I personally think that it should have been Calais Campbell because of how much he turned around that entire defense. Yes. Right. But I can also understand why Aaron Donald got it. I so, think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Campbell had two really big games that a lot yeah. of his a lot of his sack production came in. His, the rest of his defensive stuff came in other games, but a lot of his sacks came in yeah. two games where he had two four four sack games. Yep. Right. Um, For sure. So that's that's eight of his. 13? 14. Eight of his 14 in, in two games, um, which, I mean, still shows that he yeah. had, you know, more, another six after that, so that's but it's pretty also, impressive. You know, but it's also the tackles, it's the pass breakups, yep. the swatted passes, everything like that. The quarterback that hurries, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think everyone was just so enamored with the Rams this year. Not saying Aaron Donald didn't deserve it. I think everyone was just so enamored with them that they just went crazy because it was the first time in NFL history that you've had a coach win the coach of the year, an offensive player and a defensive player win those awards all from the same team. Oh yeah. Todd McShay won coach of the year. Todd Todd McVay. Yeah, that's the one. Todd McShay. Sean McVay. It's, it's, it's a mold. Anyways, Carl, (laughs) this is the first time we've done a Sunday, Sunday morning afternoon in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. What, about be- five months? Yeah, since before the season. Oh, I forgot how it's the much. best day to do it. <laughs> it's a day to do it. It's a true um, hangover day. For one of us. Two of yeah, us. I don't work tomorrow, so tomorrow's my hangover day. There you go. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year, speaking of coming from the same team, yep. um, were both uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year was Alvin Kamara. And defensive rookie of the year was Marshawn Lattimore. Which, from my understanding, the offensive rookie of the year was only separated by one vote. Is it Kamara or Kamara? Because announcers cannot agree. Nobody can agree on what a last name is pronounced like. It's true. Um, But between Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, it came down to, I believe it was one vote. Really? Yeah, it, it it may have been one or two, but it was a very, very close ballot. And it's funny that the leading rusher in the NFL, who was a rookie, didn't, didn't win the offensive well, rookie of the year. I think he would have if you know the KC had weeks. used them more. Yeah, and maybe we should get him more than eleven touches. Nah, single digits are good. We got to keep him fresh. Oh, that's something we forgot too. Afterwards, we got we had a trade. We did. We did. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a second here. Yeah. Go, ahead, uh, go ahead. Um. So and Marshawn Lattimore is fantastic. Yes, he, he, I, I didn't have any argument there. Oh, I don't no, think no. anybody else could have been discussed in that. Uh, no. There were some good. Uh, there were some decent rookies, but no one that no one was that popped to his like level in my in my opinion. No. He changed yeah. that defense. I was trying to think of the guy from uh, Buffalo that I can't think of his name. Oh, oh White. White. Yeah. Yep. He's the only other person that I would have considered. Yeah. But, yeah. But that was the first time since 1967 when the offensive when the rookie of the year award was created 
uh, that it's come from the same team. And that team was the Detroit Lions, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah and both awards went to the same person because he was a two t- uh, two-way player. Oh, his really? name was Barry Sanders. Yep. Yep. Great goat. <laughs> um, we did have. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true at all. Um, and then as far as we did have a contract signing. Um, yep. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo got paid. Yeah, he did. Oh, he is now God. the highest paid player in the NFL. Well, he is undefeated. That's true. <laughs> he he is on pace to go 198 and 0 in his career. Yes, which is incredible. Um, you heard it here first. He will go 198-0 in his career. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> but with loss in first round of every playoff game he ever plays in. You. Oh. <laughs> Undefeated beep, regular beep, season. Beep, beep, beep. That's, that's the uh, censorship for the words I'm using against you right now. <laughs> so that way Kyle doesn't have to edit anything. God. It's not um, like he's going to anyway. Right. Fair. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, it hurts to laugh. Um, so Jimmy G got $137 spread out over five years. $137? $137. I forgot to write million after it. <laughs> spread out over five years. Man, we are getting a great what a, deal. What a contract. <laughs> we are getting a fantastic deal. Hey, 70 of those dollars are guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy G is getting $137 million. Oh, that uh, sounds way better. Which is, um, I believe, 27 and a half per year, roughly. Yeah, something like that. For five years. Uh, $70 million guaranteed, which is the third highest guaranteed total in the NFL. Um, and he is the highest paid player in the NFL for another three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, when, whenever uh, Kirk, Cousins. Kirk Cousins hits the open market because boy, yo, 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 Oh, yeah, that trade. There's the trade. There's the trade. Oh, there it is. Um, Alex Smith got traded. For a great deal for KC. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, Alex Smith got traded to um, the Redskins. The Redskins, who are considering franchise tagging. That there's Kirk zero Cousins. chance. There's no, zero they're saying they're going to franchise tag him and trade him to recoup some of the that's assets what from the Smith trade. That's what they're trying to say. I don't think that it's going to happen because... I think because, it would be absolutely insane for them to do that. Because let's say they can't trade him. Yeah. And if you're, if you're Cousins, you sign that contract right away. Oh, absolutely. You go, yeah, I'll take this money. And, th- and then you sit there and go, what, what, your move. What are you going to do? Yeah, right. You take that wherever he gets traded, million dollars. Because if they do get a tra- if they do get some a deal in and they trade him, he will sign a new contract with whoever he gets traded to. Oh yeah, right, right away. So what, there's no, it doesn't hurt him at all to sign that contract. I still think it's it, Cleveland. I still think I still Cleveland, think Cleveland is the it, biggest it, in play. It does kind of hurt him because he's not able to have the negotiations then because it's the Redskins who would have the choice of where he goes. Like they may ask him, you know, they may ask. Cousins. Oh, they're not going to ask him a single question. No, the Redskins don't care about him. Right. It was it was reported after the Alex Smith trade that they that Cousins haven't even hasn't even spoke to the Redskins organization in a month. I mean, you, um, you're not talking to your boss for a month. What? If I had my choice, <clears throat> yeah, it's. Um, what all did Kansas City get from that? I can't. Remember. They got uh, Kendall Fuller yeah. and a. Second third, second rounder? I thought it was a second rounder. It may have been a second. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up the, the pick right now, but Fuller looked good. Fuller was graded out I, as a number one cornerback uh, covering in the slot this last year. By it Pro is a third rounder. You're right. Third, it was okay. originally reported as a second rounder, and then they corrected and said it was a third. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, getting Fuller and having him put across on the opposite side of a 
Norman of Peters. no Peters. Oh, that's I kept right. wanting to I say was... Washington. I was like, no, he went to Washington. Yeah. His name is Peters. <laughs> you're right. You're I have right. a girlfriend. She lives in Canada. Um, and uh, obscure musical theater reference of the day. You're you know, welcome. we did miss a Mr. Smith goes to Washington joke layup, though. What? We missed it. We we missed the opportunity. Oh, oh shucks. But anyways, upsetting. <laughs> uh, and Alex Smith signed a, a contract when he got traded uh, for twenty five million a year, something like that. Uh, it was like four year. It was a four year extension for like ninety four million. I think. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was close to a. It was close to a hundred. It was once again. Dan Snyder does not know how to give out contracts to players. He refuses nope. to pay Kirk Cousins. But let's pay Alex Smith, who's five years older, $94 million. Yep. But he is one of the winningest quarterbacks yes, in the NFL right with now. a good team and a good coach. So he essentially got $24 million a year. And last year it was reported that Cousins could have gotten $27 million a year and signed that contract. So they, they're taking Smith for $3 million less a year, and they're saying that it works? I mean, I, li- I, I'm, I don't dislike Smith. Oh, same here. I think Smith's a good quarterback. Yep. He's older. He has been streaky at times. Uh, I mean, last year is the first year that he's ever had like a Drew Brees season. He is a franchise game manager. Yes. He's not. He's more than a game managing quarterback because he's he's got long term value, but he's also not a franchise quarterback. On the right team, he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's that right. But team you've got to have Washington. a defense and you've got to have a running back, and. uh You've got to be able to use that running back more than 11 times in a game. I hate what Kansas City did with Hunt last year. I just cannot get past it. You still want a title with him. Be quiet. Yeah. Well, not it. it yes. <laughs> Could have won two. Fair. All right. Carl, we got anything else? I have nothing else. Well, then, it's time for these. The hop. The, 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 I'm going to rise this cap. And we're gonna talk about the salary cap. No, no. Uh, we're gonna talk about quarter quarters, quarters back quarterbacks, incoming rookie quarterbacks, and how we think of them. I'm doing Bill and Ted movements with my arm. I'm trying to make jokes. It's not working. And this is a visual gag that I'm doing on a podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> um, when it comes to quarterbacks, I think that. Do we getting through them first is gonna is the right move because of the fact that the combine I don't think says a whole lot about quarterbacks other than like the forties and the three cone drills to make sure that you know they're mobile and how big their hands are <laughs> and how big their hands are to make sure they can grasp that ball and like yeah, don't take if anybody's got Culpepper hands this is true Baker Mayfield does not have Culpepper hands but the reason why I say that is because running backs receivers and tight ends. They matter a lot more at the combine than quarterbacks do, and I, I think this—it's it, a great way to start off with our rookie rookie previews. Yeah. Um. I know I had the top six guys. Shane went a little I've, bit. Deeper. I've got nine. Yep. I have eighteen. Yeah. I actually do have eighteen listed here, but I'm not going through all of that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be discussing uh, J.T. Barrett or Quentin Flowers, guys. But what about Nick Stevens from Colorado State? Oh, man, Nick Stevens, boy. He really – he's got that Garrett Grayson swagger. He does have that Garrett Grayson swagger. And then at the end of the at the end of the uh, previews, are we going to give a ranking of, like, the top five, top six? Yeah. 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 Okay. 
All right, and I got the stats, so do we want to start off now? Nobody well, respond at yeah, all? No, no, just radio silence. Um, should we just start off with the, not our necessarily consensus, number one, but like, well, there's not really consensus, number one. Let's just start off with Josh, Josh Rosen from UCLA. All right. Uh, Josh Rosen from UCLA. And yeah, not a consensus, number one. Nah, no, not, not at all. One. Uh, the stats for him in his uh, last year of college, he had a 62.6% completion rate with 3,756 3, yards and 26 passing touchdowns to 10 interceptions. He also had 50 rushes for negative 97 yards and two touchdowns. Eight a lot of sacks. Yeah, he yep. and that. So going on to, uh, I'll go through my kind of analysis first. My player comparison for him was Eli Manning. I'm not saying he's going to. I agree. Actually, I, I actually had that. <laughs> nice. Um, I I don't think he's going to have a great NFL career. To be honest, uh, positive. He checks all the boxes as far as arm talent goes. Accuracy, throwing, you know, strength. He he matches everything you want out of a quarterback. The negatives, though, takes a lot of sacks. He's strictly a pocket passer, as noted by his negative 97 rushing yards. Uh, and for me, when I saw him, he had really questionable awareness because he, as I said, he was taking a lot of sacks. He did not seem to sense pressure at all or have any sort of clock going off in his head where, okay, three seconds, got to get rid of the ball. Okay, five seconds, got to get rid of the ball. He didn't have any of that. He was taking blind sacks and not even moving. Yep, I wrote down that uh, that he gets rattled a lot. So yep, he doesn't know when to get rid of the ball. Uh, he holds on to the ball for t- way too long yeah. at times when there are open spots. You can see he's just and not he surveying move. the field quick enough. He doesn't move in the pocket either. No. He's just mm-hmm. standing there like a statue. And the last thing I had for him was I feel like he's overconfident. I feel like he's overconfident in his own talents, and I feel like he's overconfident in his own line. Because UCLA, they weren't exactly a, a dead last team. They were an average team to above average team. But he did not make them better. I, I don't think he made them into what they could possibly be as a team. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I just I he, I was not a fan of Rosen. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. Yeah. Isn't there also a little bit of um, durability concern? Didn't he miss? I, I think he missed part of his uh, sophomore campaign with some sort of ankle injury. I yeah, think. I think I think you're right. Which I mean, if you're taking hits in the pocket, you don't you don't exactly want to have a durability concern. No, if you're taking sacks. No, no, no. Yeah, he gets he he had injury issues uh, throughout his career, um, and I he he's there's discussion that he's not always been the best quarterback on his roster, nonetheless on the field. I think he is a great I, passer. I, I just want to emphasize that, but I think he is a great at throwing the ball. I just don't know how good he is at actually playing the quarterback position. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think he has the leadership and the ability to run an offense. I agree. Successfully. Um, and especially considering where the possibilities are for him to go <laughs> early in the draft. Right now we're talking about Cleveland and talking about New York Giants. Yeah. Especially with the Giants who have a terrible offensive line Sure, you could learn by Eli, who we're comping him to. But you're already like Eli, and you don't want to just keep going the same route because I think that he's. I think he, when he's when I compare to Eli, I I see him more as you know the Eli Manning that threw 17 touchdowns and 18 picks in a season. Yeah, 
I mean, that's that's what I see him as, and I just I, I don't love him. I, I don't see why he is a first rounder. I could see him as a project player in like the third round, but I just to be honest, there's not a lot of at least what I've seen there. There hasn't been a lot of there's not a lot of prime prospects quarterback wise which is funny because there's drafts that have five to six quarterbacks going in the first round i think there's going to be at least four going right. in the and, first round and then like there's no like there's no andrew luck in this, this no. draft there's no um you know once in a lifetime there's, prospect there's it's no all, matt stafford i mean there's there's, 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 there's guys like, that people thought would be those top end guys going into the year and as the year went on they were like oh Maybe not. Well, a guy that we'll talk about a little, a little bit later, but Sam Darnold was yeah. like was definitely that guy that they're like, oh yeah, this is you know he's the best quarterback since Andrew Luck, and he's you know going to be a franchise changer. And do you guys want to move on to him next, or do you have anything else to say about Rosen, Carl? I, I got nothing else to say about Rosen. Sam Darnold has a weird face. Okay, That's... you're not wrong. He kind of looks like Samwise a little bit, yeah. Uh, which <laughs> and Rudy. Which is not, you know, this, this is not analysis of his play, <laughs> playing abilities, but he does have a weird face. But let's anal analysis. Analysis. Let's analyze his stats. Uh, this year is last year in college. He had 63% completion percentage, which is just fine. I mean, it's on the low end, but it, it's still serviceable. Uh, 4,143 yards, 26 passing touchdowns to 13 interceptions. He also had 75 rushing yards or 75 rush attempts for 82 yards and five touchdowns. So 31 total touchdowns to 13 picks. Not the worst. Uh, my personal comp to him actually was Andrew Luck, given the body size, the build, yeah. and the throwing style. I actually saw a lot of Andrew Luck in him. I wrote down Matt Schaub. I thought that he is a quarterback that can accrue yards that, that has some good flashes, but it's a okay. lot of – he's like – He's Matt Schaub in the way that Matt Schaub was Brett Favre, except the wide receivers didn't catch the ball, the defenders did. Yeah, yeah, that he was forcing the passes into spots that yes. that he shouldn't be forcing the balls into, he, and it's not, and yeah. I, I definitely saw that too in the games I watched. I thought he was forcing a lot of passes, um, and there there were definitely some questionable throws, but going on to the, my positives and negatives on him, my positives, he's a great, he's got a great arm. Uh, mobile and one thing that I actually did like is he had happy feet in the pocket and he was constantly moving he he was you know just those little little short steps getting around the pocket making people think he's going one way he's going another uh, checks all the boxes both mentally and physically I mean he wants to be a leader of a team he has the arm talent he has the body size he has everything you want out of a quarterback now as far as negatives go that I had written down, I had uh, his decision-making and his accuracy were the first two. And then also he had interception issues in his final year that he didn't have the years before. Now, he didn't have the same talent at receiver because he lost Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. So he didn't have the same number one receiver to go to. But you see a lot of guys in the NFL lose the number ones and still put up good numbers. Well, even... Uh, even with losing Juju, because we had kind of talked about this last year, where Juju's numbers went down when Sam Darnold came yeah. in. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't necessarily he lost a huge target, but it was I mean, some something went weird with Darnold, and I don't know if it was like the pressure of being, you know, this could have been, you know, having all the draft hype all of a sudden be like, oh, this is real. Like I'm being looked at a lot more this year. Um, I'm coming out to, you know, coming out for the draft. Um, him and Rosen within like. 
five hours of each other announced that they were coming out for the draft. If he, if not less, I if, think it was even less. Yeah, because which you're in the same town, and I I think Darnold was second, where he just like randomly released the like Instagram post where he's like, "Yep, I'm coming out too." Yeah, and it's like, what, what, what possessed you to like rush into that and be like, "Hey, you know, I I I'm here too, guys." I'm here. Like, I just think that there's something. I, I think he's gonna have, he's gonna get rattled in the NFL. I okay. Think, and this is more of like a mental thing for yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Where I think that, you know, he's something's gonna happen in the NFL. He's gonna get he's, David Card. Yes. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I I think so. Um. Also, I've got a fun fact about Sam Darnold. Okay. Um. His grandfather was one of the original uh, Marble Men, and his grandfather's name was Dick Hammer. That's fantastic. I can't make that up. Uh, Dick Hammer was a USC basketball player and an Olympic volleyball player. So the hammer was his penis. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that. Which, looking at photos, look at that. Look at that guy. That looks like a Dick Hammer. That looks like Dick Hammer. Uh, visual gag again oh, here, yeah. guys. Very... Google Dick Hammer and laugh at yourself. Uh, safe search on. <laughs> safe search off, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do we want to go through next? Unless Shane, do you have anything else to say about Darnold or Carl? Uh, I, I I agree a lot with what you guys are saying. I am very much not high on Darnold. I see I see a Sanchez kind of player. Um, okay. A Mark Sanchez kind of style where it just yeah he had he's got that dynamic that everyone thinks that he's that he's showing. I mean it's with Sanchez it, it was more so he could talk his way out of a paper bag. In yeah. interviews and with Darnold, it's it's more so he's got some game tape from the past that looked really good, but it's it's a lot of forced throws. It's a lot of throws that he made in college that just will never fly in the pros. Yep, and so. Darnold, I think, has the biggest boomer bust potential out of all these quarterbacks. Um, I would say that Josh Allen has the biggest boomer bust potential. Do we want to go on to Josh Allen next? Yeah, let's go on Josh let's Allen. Josh Allen. All right. Uh, so for his stats for his last year, he had a 56% completion percentage, uh, 1,812 yards, 16 touchdowns, and six interceptions. He also had 92 rushing attempts for 204 yards and five touchdowns. I, he looked a lot like Jake Locker. Yeah. He looked a ton like Jake Locker. And so the, the, the positives I had on him is that he's mobile and he's got a big arm, mm-hmm. which Jake Locker did have. He was mobile and he had a big arm. Negatives, not good numbers against not great opponents and under 60% completion percentage. I if mean, you're playing against bad people and you're still completing barely over 55% of your passes, something is clearly not right. I know there were a lot of drops by his receivers, but there were also a lot of bad throws. And I just don't think Josh Allen is a transcendent talent. I think he is. I think Jake Locker's his floor. I think that that's the worst he can do. I mean, yeah. Jake Locker was uh, awful. Well, he had, he had flashes, but he had concussion issues like no other. Yeah. Um, but I think he could also be big Ben. 
See, I actually had his initial comparison down as Carson Wentz because I thought that he looked a lot like Wentz too mm-hmm. with the body style, where he's kind of that tall, lanky. There's a couple different players here where I was thinking of like last like two or three years yep. quarterbacks comparisons a lot because mm-hmm. it's easy to do that because yeah. we, we've been looking at those ones. But I've been trying to avoid them because like there was like uh, Jared Goff came up on somebody else that I was looking at, but I was just like I can't compare him to Jared Goff. Jared Goff is is too new, and I say that the same yeah. thing with no, Carson sure. Wentz. Uh, Ability wise, yes. Uh, that, this things coming out of college very much so I can see the Carson Wentz. That's what I see Wentz. when I watch yep. when I watch Josh Allen. I see a Carson Wentz. When I was you know going over his tape when he was playing and even going in the NFL, I see a lot of the same guy. And whoever drafts him is hoping that they see Carson Wentz too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another actually the Carson Wentz comparison. They both had the same coach. Uh, jo- the coach for Wyoming used to be the coach at NDSU. Oh, really? And so the um, current coach of Wyoming, I can't remember his uh, name off the top of my head. But Why would you? What? Why would you? I lived in Fargo for four years. Wyoming? No, yeah, but, Fargo, Wyoming. Yeah, Fargo, Wyoming. Um, so no, the coach for Wyoming used to be the coach of NDSU. Oh yeah, yeah okay. and he recruited Carson once, and so he also recruited Josh Allen to go to Wyoming. Gotcha. And so there have, are a lot of that. That's another kind of weird comparison because a lot of people have also heard doing the whole Carson Wentz, Josh Allen thing. Um, I know Josh Allen had a lot of hype going into the year, and then week one, they faced, the Cowboys faced Iowa, and they, he got wrecked. He got wrecked. He only put he put up uh, 174 yards and two interceptions. Um, not great numbers. Iowa made him look very human very quickly and uh, very early on in the year. Um, Iowa wasn't that great this year as a Hawkeyes fan. Like I can say that. Um, and yeah, it's. I, I get having a lot of time to game plan for a guy, but yeah, that's yeah. But he also had a long time to play game plan against that defense too, in the it's, same aspect. Exactly. Like, so and he and he just he didn't get it done. Right. So. Iowa's defense doesn't change that much. Although Iowa did have does have one of the best cornerbacks, in Jackson. All. Yeah. Um, is it Josh, Josh Jackson? Josh, Josh yeah, Jackson. Josh yeah. Jackson. Um, which man, they are spitting out cornerbacks. Yeah, they the are. Past few years. But yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to say about Allen. Um, the more and more I've watched the quarterbacks coming out in this class, the less and less I'm impressed, to be honest. Um, so who do we want to talk about next? I've still got two more guys on my list. Do we want to talk about the lower rated one or the higher rated one? Let's go first? lower rated. Okay, so the next one I have is Lamar Jackson. You mean RG3? No, I mean Michael Vick. Oh, you mean Teddy Bridgewater. Faster Teddy Bridgewater. No, I mean Michael Vick. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I had for pulled. My positive, negatives, and comparison is Vick. I put, Vic, Vic, I Vic. put ceiling Vick, floor RG3. Fair. <laughs> um, so his stats for his... I take that rookie year. For his final year, he, had 50, he completed 59.1% of his passes. One thing to note on that is he did increase by at least 2 to 3% in each of his starting years. So oh. from his freshman to sophomore to junior, he increased by at least 2 to 3% each year. Then, as far as the stats go, he had 3,660 passing yards with 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And rushing, he had 232 attempts for 1,601 yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's a monster. Is that he- good? It's high high score winning. Does high score mean winning? What does high score mean again? Uh, 
he had he had fantastic numbers. Now a lot of teams have come out and said that he is going to have to switch to a different position. A lot of teams are saying wide receiver or like H back. I think that would be the best for him. I disagree one hundred percent because I think if he goes, I'm not saying that he is you know the next big thing, but if he goes to a team because he won't be a first round pick, he's going to be a second to second to fourth. I would say at least and. If he goes to a team that schemes him correctly and doesn't try to make him something he's not, I think he could wind up being a pretty solid pro because he's he's got that athleticism. A lot of it depends on the 40 time he runs at the combine, too. Mm-hmm. This one is a big one because if he runs under 4-5, you shoot him up your draft board. But if he runs 4-6, 4-7, 4, he's not a quarterback prospect. Yeah, well, yeah, he, so, he's coming off of, I'm I'm kind of surprised he wasn't um, higher in the Heisman voting this year, but he... Because they didn't want back-to-back. That's true. Um, No one will ever win back-to-back again um, since Archie, but, so, I mean, he won the Heisman two years ago. Uh, This year, obviously, was Baker Mayfield, but um, he's just, he's got that sweet home run ability that you just yep. that you want out of any player whether it be quarterback wide receiver tight end like and that's throwing the ball and rushing so he mm-hmm. is a home run threat in two different aspects of the game for sure and so and depending on the team he goes to they could use a trick play and throw him the touch throw him a touchdown in the end zone like on fourth and goal right yeah totally um <laughs> <laughs> No. Womp womp. Um, Sorry, Shane. Just... I'm, I'm going to rage quit. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I just lost my entire train of thought, but that was... You're talking about Lamar Jackson's explosive ability. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm, Granted, I haven't... Re- we don't know if he can catch the ball. We don't know if he can run, run routes. Um... <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. And I don't want Lamar Jackson as my wide receiver. I would rather him be a quarterback. Yep. Um, I I would want. It, again, it, like you were saying, if you have the right if you have the right coach, the right offensive scheme, you could do dangerous, dangerous things. Yeah. With him in the backfield, um, he could tear up defenses. He's kind of like a bigger Pat White. You remember Pat White, I the West Virginia Pat quarterback yeah. that got absolutely wrecked on the sidelines and had pretty much his career ended after that. Right. But he he's kind of a little bit like that where he's so he's got the arm talent but not really high up there, but I mean, I would say his I would say his floor is probably probably going to be Pat White and his ceiling is Mike Vick. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Shane, do you have anything else to say on Lamar Jackson or anything? I just, I don't think that he is. I I think it's been proven that that style of quarterback play does not succeed uh, in the NFL for long. Yeah, I agree. There's a longevity issue with that, with that style. And I think it'd be hard to draft a player like Lamar Jackson in, in this NFL. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And so the last, or actually, sorry, I have two guys left. I, I thought Baker. I only had, yep, I have Baker and Rudolph. So go who Baker. do we want to go, Baker? Yeah. All right, so Baker Mayfield, everybody's party boy. 
Uh, he completed 70.5% of his passes for 4,627 yards, 43 touchdowns to six interceptions. And then he had another 97 rushing attempts for 311 yards and five touchdowns. And he also had one catch for two yards and a touchdown. So we know he can catch the ball as a quarterback. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it hits hard two times. Oh, God. So for player comparisons, for him... If Brett Favre and Johnny Manziel somehow had a baby, Baker Mayfield would be that baby. Yeah. Because he throws the ball like Brett Favre, but he moves like Johnny Manziel, and he acts like Johnny Manziel off the field. I wrote down that he wants to be Drew Brees, but he looks so much like Johnny. Um, For positives, I put down what the kids are calling these days as a baller. Uh, Is he also a <laughs> shot caller? Uh, yes, he is. How a big are the rims on the on his Impala? R- roughly twenty inches. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> he he was accurate. I mean, he completed over seventy percent of his passes. Didn't throw a lot of picks, so good decision making there. Uh, passable arm sp- strength, and he does have that leadership quality. He is a fiery competitor, mm-hmm. as evidenced by his many <laughs> on the field incidents this last year, including grabbing his crotch at the other team and telling them to essentially uh, duck his rock. You can <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> yes, I just made that up on the fly. Look at you go. Um, for negatives, uh, he's part Johnny Manziel, he's part Brett Favre, and yeah. he's not exactly what you would call a tall quarterback. Yeah, he's something like 6'1". Six, six six one. One. Yeah, he's Drew Brees' height. Yeah, he's Drew Brees. That's height. why I said that he wants to be Drew yep. Brees, but he, God, he looks like Johnny Football. He plays like Johnny Manziel. Yeah. He one hundred percent. The first thing you saw, you see him, and it's like, oh, that's Johnny Manziel. Which in college is great. That's yes. what you want in a college quarterback. Yep. It's not necessarily what you want in a pro style quarterback. So um, if th- if I were a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's in there in the second round, no, 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 I might grab him and and have him sit behind Big Ben. You can't put him in Pittsburgh. Not with how destructive that locker room is. Are you kidding me? That's true. (laughs) Could be a bad boy. You mean you mean like Big Ben? No, 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 no. Not like not not like Big Ben. Never like Big Ben. Um, Um, Baker Mayfield's height is six foot, uh, six feet and three eighths inch inches. So he's like six foot, six and a half. He's about six six foot and one half. Yeah, he's about six six. Yeah. Man, you know you feel like you have to compensate for something where you're like, well, it's all. There's also three eighths of an inch there. Well, that was his senior bowl measurements, but, um, I mean, you know. You I mean, he doesn't keep... choose. It was cold those. that day. It was cold that day. You know, he didn't <laughs> wear the right shoes. and you know. um, So, I mean, I, I liked Baker Mayfield, I'll be honest. Uh, but everything everything about him that screams Johnny Manziel scares me for the NFL. Oh, for Bless sure. You. I mean, the dude. Thank you. The, he's got that upside. That upside, though. Yep. But, I like him more than I like Sam Darnold. But that's okay. also, I don't really like Sam Darnold that much. But, I mean, you still like more, so. I, I think that he, he's a lot like Johnny Manziel in the way he plays on the field and the way he likes to talk trash. But as long as he's not like Johnny Manziel off the field, he'll get a chance to prove that he can play in the NFL. Do you remember him running from the cops and then getting tackled in that video when he was getting arrested? Baker? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't see it. Oh, you never saw it? Oh no. yeah. I know that I know that something like that happened. We can we should but... watch it after after we're done okay. here, but yeah. Um 
No, so that's that's where you'll see the Johnny Manziel there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where he goes. That'll yeah. He, All right. He, he'll need the right situation. So let's tell us about the last name you have on your list. All right. So the last name on my list is actually I'm going to give credit to Shane on this as being the one who kind of made me want to look more into him, and that is Mason Rudolph. In his last year, he completed 65% of his passes. Perfect. Right where you want it. For 4,904 yards, 37 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. And he also had 61 rushing attempts for 35 yards. And this blew my mind. 10 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. On 35 yards, he had 10 rushing touchdowns. That's a lot of QB sneaks. Yep. <laughs> He's a big boy. He's and he is five. a big boy. Yep. And that's the thing that's nice about him, too. Now, Shane, I need you to calm down for a second. Just stay in your seat. My pro comparison to him was Tom Brady. And the re- and that is You see, I'm glad that you said that because I was trying so hard not to compare him to Tom Brady <laughs> that I could not find a good pro comparison for him. I was sitting there just looking at him just like, I want to say Tom Brady, but I just I cannot say Tom Brady for this guy. And that's... It, thank you for agreeing with me on that because he looked every bit the part of an NFL quarterback. He has the arm strength. Yep. He had good decision making as evidenced by his almost his over four touchdowns to one interception ratio. I wouldn't be surprised to see him drafted in the first round to pick number thirty one to be honest with you. He won't make it that far. I don't think he I falls that far. Don't think he should make it that far, but, but there's he, a lot of quarterbacks people the, are talking about in this draft. The only negative that I had on him, I watched five different games on him. The only negative I had was Good but not great arm strength, and that's it. I he met everything that you want. I think in a I, quarterback. I put down that in some of the bigger games that he he would he looks a little rushed at times to get yeah. the ball out. Um, but a lot of that would happen on the fact that Oklahoma State put up a lot of points last year, and there was a lot of games, big games where they were coming down to it, where they had to drive and score in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. And then you would think the game was done because there's two minutes left and then the other team would score right away and then they would have to drive and score again. And those were the situations where he started to look rattles when he had had to have multiple fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah. Um, I also put down that the style of offense that he comes out, it's just like Baker Mayfield in this in this regard. I didn't mention for him, but they're in the they're in the clap uh, shotgun that they're not they're not calling the you know, they're not getting up behind center and calling it a, a, a lot as much as. Okay. They're so they're in the shotgun. Of, they're okay. in the shotgun that they always hike the ball when they hear the quarterback. Gotcha. Okay. And that worries me about the about running an offense on the field during big games. And the website I use to watch all these, and I think you guys probably use the same one, is Draft Breakdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the problem with Draft Draft Breakdown is they don't always show what kind of offense is being ran, as far as whether it's no huddle or whether it's you know. Um, you know they're just calling plays at the line. How they're act- they're not running a pro style offense. They don't yeah. show that on draft breakdown. So that that's one thing you always have to worry about with guys. But if you check all the boxes, like I believe Mason Rudolph checks, I, he might have the most upside out of all these quarterbacks. With that said, his floor is that he's a real American. Oh yeah, his floor is that he's nothing he's more than Gabbard. a jag. Yeah, that's his floor is that he's nothing more than a jag. Yep, he's he's got that. That look and style that that a Jaguars quarterback like Gabbert, like Bortles, Bortles like yep. them have, and that it might never come to fruition. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I, I won't say his upside is Tom Brady because that's absolutely. Oh insane. yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that. No, 
but his his I I think his floor is very high. Yeah. Or not not his floor. His ceiling. His ceiling is yeah, very high. He could be very very good. Yep. Um, it depends on the situation these that he's into and. You know what I think would actually be a really good landing spot for Mason Rudolph? Uh, New England. Buffalo. God, I hope not. I think, but y- tell me I'm wrong, though. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> I hope not because I don't want yeah. I don't want uh, three years down the line for the Patriots without a... But, yeah, I think I think uh, Mason Rudolph, I, that might be my favorite landing spot for Buffalo. They have a lot of young players. They're looking for a quarterback. They have two picks in the 20s, in the very early 20s. And he's good for a Buffalo team that needs somebody that can start right away, which I think Mason Rudolph yep. can do. Yeah. He was a three-year starter at, at Oklahoma State and played in a lot of big games while he was there. I mean, he's got a lot of wins under his belt, and yep. he can throw the ball. I mean, and honestly, if I'm Buffalo, with those two back-to-back picks in the first round, I'm if I can grab Mason Rudolph, I'm grabbing him first, and I'm grabbing a receiver second. Because they need a top flight receiver. Because there's a lot of issues result or surrounding a guy that we'll talk about later, but by the name of Cortland Sutton, yeah, who he has potential to be a number one receiver in yes, the NFL. He, he also has potential be a to be Greenbeck. a massive head case, yeah, and just be a problem for teams. Um, but I think pairing a, a quarterback with a wide receiver for that offense would be very smart. I I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, no, I had I had a thought on my mind and it's gone now. But yeah, I I, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I, yeah. I think that um, when you say that his weakness is arm strength, that is a weakness I'm the most okay with out of a quarterback exactly. because you're going yeah. to the the pros where suddenly you're not in school. Your one job is to get better at your at, at the job that you're doing, yep. uh, which is throwing the ball around, and it's easy to get your arm strength up. It's not easy to get your accuracy up. And honestly, it was it was a negative because I. Couldn't find anything else to really call out. Yep. <laughs> That's it. I, I'm not saying he's the perfect prospect, but from what I've seen, he is the best of the quarterbacks that I watched. I would agree. I, I didn't. Uh, we'll get to rankings here in a in just a few minutes, but I didn't rank him as my number one. But that's only because I'm doing a combination ranking system of where I think that they are and where they're going to be ranked in the draft. Yeah. In general. Yep. Um. I would, I would. He is, he is in my mind the number one quarterback in this in this draft class. He, I think I he is the best quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be drafted as such. While he, while he is the best quarterback, I don't believe he has the best upside. And I, don't, I think that's. I don't think he's the number one fantasy potential guy. No, um, in in the draft, those guys are going to be your Baker Mayfields and your Sam Darnolds. I don't agree with those two either. Okay. In my opinion, but but we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, there's a couple of the quarterbacks that I'm going to mention that that Zach didn't look up much on. Yep. Um, the first one I'm going to mention is uh, Luke Falk. Uh, he is Washington State's uh, quarterback last year. Um, and rest in peace, their current their starter that was supposed to be this year. And. Uh, I, I didn't pull up his stats, which is why I'm stalling a little bit, because I was going to pull that up and say it real quick. He is a quarterback that plays well. He was uh, he was a three-year starter at, at Washington State. He actually started a few games as a freshman as well. Um, he's always put up the yards. He's always put up the touchdowns, but he has inconsistency issues. There's a reason why Washington State wasn't a powerhouse with him uh, yeah. behind center. He also had a step back in his senior year 
He went from throwing 4,500 yards, 38 touchdowns, and 11 picks his junior year to throwing for 3,600 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 13 picks his oh, wow. senior year. So a bit of a step back. Same amount of games played? or Yep. Uh, oh. Well, one less game played. Okay, but he probably wouldn't have thrown for 900 yards no. in that game. No, but he also the, the fact that he had one less game played and threw two more picks is the part that yeah. worries me a bit there because every year that he was uh, playing, he threw more picks than the year before. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he is a perennial backup kind of guy. Um, when I when I look at him, I mean, I see I, he's Drew Stanton. He's okay. a guy that he's going to be drafted. He's going to be drafted. He'll be a and, career backup. Yep, he'll be a career backup. You might like him for a spot start here or there, but you don't want him. You don't want him leading your team. Yeah. Um, the next guy I'm going to bring up is going to be. Uh, did you have? You didn't look. I, much, I didn't but, watch so. it. Okay. Really, because I did my looking based on like fantasy rankings, and in rookie drafts, you're generally not going to see more than four to five quarterbacks taken in a rookie draft. So I didn't go beyond even Lamar Jackson at six. Got it. Okay. Um, and I and I, I completely see why you would do that. Um, I'm looking at players that could bust out this year. Um, okay. That could end up being stars in the NFL and players that you might want to look at later. Yeah, for sure. Um, these are also guys that could still spike up the draft board. I've only got I've only got two more to talk about. Um, Riley Ferguson being the Memphis quarterback. Um, he is. There's been a lot of comparisons to Brett Favre for him, okay. In the uh, in the scouting circles that I've I've been looking up, that he said his name is Riley Ferguson. Riley Ferguson, okay. That he tries to emulate Brett Favre in, in the style that he plays, which is a worrisome thing as well. Um, the other thing that people worry about is that he is he is rising up draft boards fast from a smaller school that wasn't being really discussed about uh, during the season. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that he's looking like he could be a Paxton Lynch. Could be a guy that looks super good until you get him out, out there with, with pros and doesn't do much. Gotcha. So he's a name that you're probably going to hear at the Combine a lot where they're going to be looking where his uh, fundamentals fall, you know, where those where those numbers lie. Um, and the last one I, I want to bring up, and just because I think that this guy is going to be this this could be the Russell Wilson or the Kirk Cousins of the draft. Okay. Guy drafted later later in a round for a team that doesn't necessarily need a quarterback at the time, but due to injuries or just, you know, being competition. Better. Yeah, being better in general, uh, could end up being their the starter, and that is Ryan Finley from NC State. Okay. Uh he was a guy throughout the the year that every now and then they he would play in a big game against like Clemson or someone like that. Uh, Clemson, Florida State, Florida State at the time, uh, and have a giant game and look fantastic in it. And all of a sudden, he's a Nick guy. And then he would play a lesser team and not play as well as he did against the the big schools. And they would say, oh, so he doesn't, he's not a prepared guy. Um, that's the same kind of stigma that Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins had in, in school coming out. Um, with that said, he's got a very Philip Rivers style. Um is not quite as sidearm as Philip Rivers is, but he does. <laughs> Rivers has one of the weirdest. He's got the, motions. He doesn't have the see. same throwing motion as as Philip Rivers, but when you see him playing in a game, he's he gets poised in there. He can he can run out and and uh, 
run to the side there and make something happen. Okay. Uh, Rivers but has like a 45 degree angle throw. Yeah. There's a, there was 90. a couple throws that I saw that that uh, with this guy too that it was kind of he was starting to throw it a little bit to the side that okay. that made me go oh so but, his mechanics need work his mechanic needs some work yes okay um but if you get that under control I I think this could this could be a steal I guess that was one thing too that I didn't mention with any of the other quarterbacks that we talked about is I didn't really see anyone that had really bad mechanics Mm-mm. I all of them had really even Lamar Jackson they all had really solid throwing motions. None of them left you going, oh, that's not going to go well. I mean, now I'm not doing, like, you know, stopwatch timing of I was about to say, Rosen's was the one that looked the slowest yeah. to me. But that's also but, his his style. He's yeah. A slow th- he's a slow guy. He's a yep. statue in the pocket. I say when he, when his arm was going back and moving forward, it looks like it was taking forever yeah. in comparison. But it was also because we were watching other quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, at least for me, I was watching other quarterbacks back and forth. Okay. Uh, while watching him. So I was watching Rose, and then I was watching Darnold, and then I was watching Allen, and then I was watching Rudolph, all yeah. back and forth. And when you see them all next to each other like that, you just you realize little things like, like oh, Rosen doesn't get the ball forward as, as quickly. Yep. Or like when I said with Finley, it looked like his was going a little bit more to the side than, than the other quarterbacks were. Um, and, and with Rudolph, where it just looked like he was... He knew when to throw it away, and he knew when to throw it, throw it deep. He, I mean, he just seemed to have that presence that the other quarterbacks didn't have. So Yep, I agree. Uh, so that's a fun way to, to do it, is to not just focus solely on one quarterback, but keep switching back and forth sometimes to see if you can notice those differences. Yeah, so do we want to go through... Do you, so since you have your rankings already set, yeah, I'll, I'll go through mine and we'll go through them separately so we don't okay. have like a consensus listed. Um, my number one is going to be Sam Darnold, just because of the upside potential there. Um, especially if he goes to, honestly, a team like New York where he can get a superstar receiver like Odell, a superstar tight end like Evan Ingram. I mean, you got Sterling Shepard there too. He has the pieces where he could help out that offense a lot. Um, Learning behind a year from Eli isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Uh, So Darnold number one, I have Mason Rudolph at number two. Although Mason Rudolph really is my favorite quarterback, but kind of like Shane said, there's no chance for him to go number one. No. I mean, it's it's going to be Darnold or Rosen that go in the top two, uh, and both of them most likely. Uh, for number three, I am going to have to go with Baker Mayfield. For number four, I'm going to go... Uh, Number four, I guess I'm going to have to go Josh Rosen. Number five will be Lamar Jackson. Number six is going to be Josh Allen. Okay. There's there's too much Jake Locker with Josh Allen for me to have him any higher than than six. Uh, so that's fun for me because I almost exactly have your one and six switched. My number one is Josh Allen. Okay. Um, I, I like the mechanics that I saw uh, in the games. It, it was... It's a situation where he hasn't played big, big time. In the same idea that people had with Carson Wentz, uh, he didn't play that those yeah. big defenses coming out, and and there were games where sometimes it didn't look that great. Um, like Ben Roethlisberger had the same kind of thing with Miami of Ohio. Yep. Um, but man, I just think I think Allen could be really, really good. I think that I see him, and you know, when we talked about him, I, I brought up Big Ben. Um, I could see him being that 
great quarterback. So I see him as the yeah. one with the highest upside, which is okay. why he's my number one. And uh, Rudolph is my number two as well. Yep. Uh, only behind Allen because of that upside factor. Yeah. I could I could see Rudolph being a a uh, number uh, great quarterback in the league, uh, being the the franchise guy for for a team, um, being behind center for years and years. Uh, but I don't think he m- will necessarily be that best quarterback in the league. Possibly, um, goat kind of kind of guy. Could, you could put him into the Matt Ryan category. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Where, you know, you're not elite, but you're definitely a franchise quarterback. I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, my number three is Josh Rosen. There's a lot that I don't see there with Josh Rosen, but he's my number three because I think he's going to be given the shot and given the chance to. And I, I think yeah. he's going to go to uh, the Giants. It's and more he than could likely. be he could be Eli Manning good there, uh, although with a worse record against Patriots. Um, what are you talking about? The Patriots have never lost the Giants. This never week. lost, not once. Uh, my number four is Baker Mayfield. Um, once again, it's it's a situation where he might be higher up if he didn't have that Johnny Manziel flair to him. Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold is my number five. Uh. I don't see the upside as much as you do. I get that it's that people talk about it. I don't see it there as much, and I just think that he's going to be. I think he's closer to Brady Quinn than he is to to being a big big guy. Okay, I um, get that, and, and I I definitely understand that. Like it's it's not that I'm dead set where I'm saying he has so much potential. It's just I think out of all the quarterbacks, I think he has the most potential. Yeah. So those are those are my top five. All, all right, right, cool, Carlos. Oh, what I miss. Top five. Top five quarterbacks. Top five quarterbacks. Um, number one, I'm even with his weird face, I'm probably putting Sam Darnold at number one still. Um, it's yeah, I, there, there's a lot of potential there, but it's it really depends on where he goes. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sam Darnold number one. I'm gonna throw. Just based on upside and just based on competitive spirit, I'm putting Baker Mayfield two. I like it. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's strictly based on upside because I mean, he, like I said, if if you didn't remind me of Johnny Manziel so much, you'd be higher up. I, yeah, but, yeah, and that if, and, if Johnny Manziel was never a college player going to the NFL, Baker Mayfield would be a lot more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, I'm gonna go Mason Rudolph. Um, dude's size is unreal. He is, yeah. I think he's gonna be. He's a prototype. He's yeah. He's he's Big Ben, kind of, kind of. Um, number four, I'm gonna put uh, Josh Rosen, and then number five, I'm gonna put Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. All right. I think that is it for everybody. Yeah. Um. So let's let's wrap into a corner. No. Nope. Oh gosh, no. Man, Sorry, you guys. Are, you are making people miss their favorite segment of the show, and that's me singing you into your corner. That's true. At nobody that's puts baby in your corner. Uh, nobody puts baby in the corner, but I will sing baby right into that corner. Do not call oh, me baby. Oh, girl. Dirty pop. All right, Boop, folks. Pop. We'll be back uh, hopefully next week. 
<laughs> we'll see. Maybe two. Maybe yeah, it, it it's being the off season. Uh, you know, we're, we we will try to do week by week. We might go uh, every other week at yeah. times. Uh, life, re- hits you, life hits you. Things well, come up. Life hits you, and it, it's not as it's it's good to be excited about football throughout the entire off season, but it's I mean football's over right yep. now, it, unfortunately. We have, so we, we have three weeks until the combine, yep. and then we have another two and a half months until the draft. Yeah, we're probably not going to record every week. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but uh, anyways, but it's for been listening. a good it's been a good uh, year. Yeah. I think that right about now is year. our or one year anniversary from doing this because yeah. we started right after the Super Bowl last time. So uh, we love all of our listeners out there. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Mm-hmm. We've had a we lot of fun. we are one years old, we don't act like one-year-olds. It's true. We drink a lot more than one-year-olds. Nah, although although once we're drunk, we do walk around and talk like one-year-olds. True. true fact. And your underwear. Yeah. Thought that was thought that was a gimme. I'm in my underwear right now. So. <laughs> all right, everybody. You have a good one. Bye. Bye.